What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Jeremy Hyman and Chris Gehring. And joining us, we have a very special guest, Cassidy Hubberth oh. from ESPN. <laughs> yeah. We are so happy to have you here joining us. We know it's a big game. Wizards playing Golden State. Yeah. Um, security is off the, off the wall. There are a lot of media members here you're here to call the game welcome yeah actually it's my second time here this week this week yeah, because very true, very you know true. the wizards hot commodity yes they're on national television all, all week, week four times because yeah. yeah. we're back actually on friday too not me um yeah. but i was here sunday and then now i'm here uh today so i'm excited to be here I thank love you very here. much for joining us so uh we can first start let's just talk about the wizards just your yeah. impression you you've you've seen them play yeah. this year i know there's been some up and down walls not playing everybody's playing as a team and and kind of like filling in for mm -hmm, him until mm -hmm. he gets back what are your thoughts on the Wizards? well let's just get this out of the way can we not say that the Wizards are better without John Wall? Yeah. Like, if that is what you're feeling today, people, just check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself because it's not the case. Yes, I think it's a positive thing that the that um, Beal, Porter, um, Kelly Oubre, they're gaining this confidence without John Wall. Specifically, when we talk to Beal, he goes, you know, I've actually gotten better because I've had to handle the ball more. Um, you, you, you see his confidence. I hope maybe it's going to also translate to the postseason. So I, the biggest reason why I say this team is not better without John Wall because we all know that John Wall's a killer. And if you want to be successful in this league, you need to have a killer in the playoffs. That's all that matters. So all this talk about you know, three-fourths through the season. This team mm -hmm. is better, what they're doing right now. That doesn't matter. As you guys know, covering this team, it's about what you can do in the postseason, which this team hasn't been able to really prove themselves. So hopefully this time without Wall, as they're, you know, working the ball around, averaging over 30 assists, which has been, you know, really pretty basketball to watch. Um, you know, when we spoke with Scott Brooks, he was like, well, maybe we'll try to find a way to – use our our big guard in Sadaransky with John Wall, which we haven't really been doing, seeing how that meshes. Um, you know, I guess they just need to get Wall back. Uh, he's, he's just running on a treadmill right now, so he's making progress, but um, not, you know, not as close as probably uh, Wizards fans would like. But in the meantime, this team looks great. Mm-hmm. And that's Thank our you. show. Thank you. <laughs> We're done. We're done. That, I, I mean, you couldn't, couldn't have said it any better. That's like I've been trying to echo this, these points across, and Cassidy just pretty much said exactly what I've been trying to s at least say to people that are trying to doubt that, mm -hmm. you know, that is John Wall, you know, put John Wall on the trade block because now, you know, all this, it's, it's all, it's craziness to me to just think that a couple of weeks of the team playing well with him sidelined cr creates this kind of other, this him. other narrative. But it is, it, it, it does show the depth of the roster and how well they and guys have stepped up and that's that's so and saying that is not a knock on John mm -hmm. I think it's just a positive on what you know our other players have been able to show with him out yeah be and positive instead yeah. of like yeah. you know looking at the negative being like uh, how about hey look at these guys stepping up in the absence of losing their you know a big star like you're seeing mm -hmm. it across the league I mean g give mm -hmm. props to Anthony Anthony Davis what he's mm -hmm. doing with the Pelicans yeah. with Boogie out yep. you know it, like I think that's a the sign of true progress you guys have been waiting for Otto Porter to kind of really develop into 
like a key contributor and he's doing that right now and Kelly Oubre has been fun to watch I mean mm-hmm. yeah. I know you guys spent a lot of time with him he's he's certainly a character and I think <laughs> you know if he applies that type of personality onto the court as well combined with what we already know is a good work ethic um, you know he's definitely someone to pay attention to so this team has pieces um, you know and I think this time without wall it's it's helping them you know hone their skills and you know trust each other and maybe there was that chatter you know mm-hmm. with with marching Gortat but you guys mm-hmm. know that's just Gortat yeah. right and then that's it's wall <laughs> <laughs> like like let them handle that they're both grown men um but you know for the vibe I'm getting is uh the, the team misses him but it, it and wall's very involved like Sadaransky told me you know wall pulls them aside and helps you know scout the the um specifically the elite point guards mm-hmm. and you know tonight he he's gonna have a elite point guard on his yeah. hand with Steph yeah. Curry so mm-hmm. you know John Wall's gonna have his fingerprints on this game because I know um he's going to give Sadaransky some you know some 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 tips tonight yeah um, and the other important thing I think that gets lost in this a little bit is that John is like John is an uber competitive point guard and for him to see his team playing this well right now, I think that's I think that's good for him because he he has really needed to rest that knee for for a while, and he had that procedure in the off season. So all this I think is really good for it's good timing right now. It's a jumbled up East. It's everybody's jockeying for a position, but the Wizards are holding their own. Bradley Beal, um, Otto, Kelly, everybody's stepped up, and I think that that is really really important for him because he always he puts a lot on his shoulders. I think a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very competitive. He wants to be out there. He's definitely an alpha. And mm-hmm. and so for him to see other guys step up and take care of that while he gets whole, and as we know, in the playoffs, he is – he and, and Brad and, and other guys, they're different players in the playoffs. Um, and the Wizards need them to be that. They need him to be that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's another important point as we, as we wait for John. But speaking of the rest of the East, you get a chance to, to watch a lot of games that maybe we don't get to watch. I guess the the landscape of the East is super is super jumbled up right now. Yeah. Below, I guess Toronto and Boston. Yeah. Um, but even the Cavs, they're still figuring their way out and and all those things with the new roster. So, I guess kind of overall, as we come down the stretch here, what do we need to watch for, and and what are what are your thoughts on the East? Oh, I mean. Can, I, can we can we pay attention to Toronto? Yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah. I just, yeah. I, it's just north of the border. Should we? Should we? Should we be afraid? It's like first they get, in the re- east. they get written off a lot because of the way they play. But like looking at some of the numbers too, like I know that the regular season playoffs are different. But like looking at some of the numbers yesterday for writing, I was writing a week ahead, and just like at, uh, down the like one through eleven. They're so good. And, twi- and, and I mean, they changed their games. Yeah, yeah. they've absolutely changed their game. And, yeah, yeah. you know, um, DeMar DeRozan has been fantastic this year. Yeah. I, I, But like you said, as, as you started this, it's about what happens in, you know. The second the, season. The yeah. second season. And yeah. every time you want to get excited about the Raptors, it's like, yeah, uh, Kyle Lowry, what's going on? Where'd you go? Or, yep. you know, mm-hmm. I. I uh, don't know what's going to happen other than LeBron's going to show up. So I guess if I were to give a cop-out answer, it would just be like, all right, it always yeah. comes down to, you know, stopping LeBron. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
even though he has a lot of new teammates and he and he doesn't have Kyrie Irving anymore, <laughs> I mean, that's still kind of a big, hey, guys, like he doesn't have yeah. his second superstar. It really yeah. is just yeah. him. And then, you know, his other all-star is still hurt in, mm-hmm. in Kevin Love. Um, but he's been phenomenal. I mean, he averaged a triple-double in February. So, um, like, what? Yeah. Uh, so I, At I his guess age too. Yeah. that's what it comes. Yeah, he's 33, yeah. but that's not really. He's like he's like 43 he in, in really LeBron is. years, yeah. given yeah. how many um, miles he has on him. I I, uh, I don't know with the East. Like yeah. I think to me it's just LeBron, and then you know I I worry about um, just the the Celtics offense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be um, a, a big jumbled mess, but ultimately, you know, LeBron is going to. That I mean, that's yeah. my guess. But yeah. I think well, again, I think yeah. it's a cop up. Until anyone beats him, it's hard right. to pick anyone yeah. other than LeBron. And I mean. he's happy, LeBron. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so like I saw that team. I was with them like the day before the trade deadline, and you know, I did a report before that game where I said, you know, they didn't like each other, and it was a. Obviously, I was, you know, I, my my sources were right because they yep. blew that whole locker room up. Yep. And it was more just about like, the, you know, it was uh, the sometimes in any kind of relationship, it's always about chemistry. And that it's not a knock like it's not like they, you know, thought each other were bad people. It's just it didn't work in mm-hmm. that locker room. And, you know, um, shout out to Kobe Altman. He may be the X factor in yeah. keeping LeBron yeah. in um, Cleveland because uh, what he pulled off while also keeping that Nets pick, um, you know, he, he tried. I mean, I mean, he 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 did everything he could do. Sure. I, I don't think it makes up for the fact that they traded Kyrie Irving, but at the same time, he did as much as he could do to try to give LeBron something. So, um, I, I guess also that applies to the Wizards. Like the chemistry right now, I mean, you could feel it. Like. You could feel that they're having a really good time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So hopefully that can just carry into the postseason. And you, and you talked about how John talks to Thomas mm-hmm. about who he's matched up against. I remember towards the end of the game last night, Ubre had that big dunk, and Beal was like right in his face, mm-hmm. like yeah. great job talking to him, beating him on the chest, mm-hmm. and, and like kind of pushing him on. Like they want each other to succeed because mm-hmm. they know that's what they need is a full team. And that's it. And yeah. then we think about when the Cavs – won the championship like that remember they were taking all the, like doing all those celebrations on yeah, the sidelines yeah. and you know like with this warriors team um you know they all like each other like but there's a fatigue going on with them because of just what they've been going through so like last year was about revenge after they lost and then also getting kd in the mix and having to fight off all the haters who were getting mad and calling you know um calling out kd for for joining the warriors so there was mm-hmm. that kind of like bond that you know it was us against the world um which bonded them together this year as we we know with the the warriors their whole storyline is um they're tired they're 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 ornery like we're seeing kd and draymond get ejected Mm -hmm. and technicals because you know in talking to steve it's just like he said it reminds them of the the 98 bulls the team that he was on and if you think about that like dang kerr's a winner man (laughs) kerr is a winner think about it six rings i I mean it's just like anyways that's neither here nor there actually it's right here um (laughs) so he he's he said like it's just it's this like fatigue of just w- not wanting to see each other's faces even though you have like the utmost respect you guys know I mean because you know you, you think of like oh god our season 
really is in is in May and June because mm-hmm. right. they know they they know because we know <laughs> like yeah. we yeah. know of so course. they know so, no, so this is a grind yeah. of a season <laughs> yeah. it is a grind of a season and so um you know that's why we're seeing them starting the games like their first quarter they have like yeah. you know issues where you know, they can't you know get it going because there's just a lack of a motivation and then bam that third yeah. quarter after Kerr like gets 30 in there points in after, like five minutes after Kerr <laughs> gets in their on? ear it's like oh like like you know like crazy they just just jump on you in the third quarter and then um then you then you realize oh yeah this is right. the Warriors championship team yeah. possibly one of the next greatest dynasties in the game yeah how much are you and and I can tell it from the way that you're talking, but just enjoying the NBA. I feel like, you know, yeah, you have Golden State and Cleveland, but I still think there's a level of enjoying oh, God, just watching the game oh, this I love season. It. Yeah. I mean, I mean I I've been a I grew up in the Jordan era. I grew up in Chicago. I mean, basketball, the NBA is like in my blood. Um I I, I this has been my dream. I mean, I used to uh, host shows um, for ESPN. I hosted our NBA content out of Bristol for four years before I went full time sidelines uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was like no different from my dad sitting on his couch just watching games because yeah, I wasn't talking yeah. to these guys. I wasn't you know in <laughs> meetings with with Kerr and you know um, other coaches and getting to know you know even reporters and and you guys on the road. I was just sitting watching games and on my tweet deck like (laughs) trying to get the you know the great gifts off um but this experience the last two years has just been um so eye-opening and has like really really um just like given me a different type of passion for the league because getting to know these players understanding the you know the grind that they go through on a daily basis um the hard work and determination right now we're here um you know, Wednesday morning, and I was just telling you, Kevin Durant, you know, he comes an hour before the rest of the team and, sh- and, and shoots by himself. Um, and this is, you know, the second best player mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And it just, you understand, this is a reason why he is. Um, and it's a daily grind, too. It's not just no, like no. on this Wednesday. <clears throat> no, no, no. He does it all Every the time. single, yeah, every single game. He comes out and, um, you know, he shoots uh, with his shooting coach. And, you know, it, it, it just seeing those little things like that or having, you know, an opportunity, like, unfortunately, um, you know, Jimmy got hurt, but having an opportunity in my last game in Houston to sit down with Jimmy Butler, talk to him about why he sat out of the All-Star game. And, he's t- you know, we're just joking about, you know, Lou Williams' tweet, and he yeah. then yeah. challenges it to him to a, you know, a uh, <laughs> one-on-one for 100K. But, like, that's yeah. all yeah. in fun. Anyone who was, like, taking that for anything else that it was, I mean, that Lou sent out that tweet in fun. It's just the personalities of this league are just so – you know, captivating. And, um, and I think that's like my biggest, um, draw to it is that I love the personality. I love the storylines. That's what I like to cover. And then I get to work with people like Doris Burke, Mm -hmm. um, who is just such a, um, 
like a hoop head who understands the ins and outs, the X's and O's of the game. I get to learn from her every single day. And tonight I'm with uh, Hall of Famer Hubie Brown, and he's mm-hmm. a marvel. I mm-hmm. mean, man is in his 80s. He's yeah. traveling all over the place, and he uh, like he tells the best stories. <laughs> and he and he they're like so animated too. Like he gets up for at dinner. He gets up. He's like moving like props around. I'm like Hubie, don't hurt him. Hurt yourself. And he's he's like I, I tell you, that man is a treasure. And and um, one of the greatest basketball minds, uh, you know, of our generation. So it's just like I, I pinch myself to be able to work with the people I work with, to be, be around um, this this beautiful game and, you know, to be talking with you guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank th- you. thanks. And we we appreciate your work. Thank you. Do, do a great job on the ESPN reports, um, doing all sports, basketball. We've seen you do college football. And um, we just we're so appreciative that you'd come on with us. But my my follow up was going to be sort of what you were talking about with the the storylines and the the drama that mm-hmm. around the NBA. So we've talked about the East and about sort of the X's and O's. But how much do you get out of and enjoy the the Petty? almost the almost the pettiness and the <laughs> soap opera? If the NBA were its own soap opera, I think it could have its own. Never. <laughs> Uh, so how much do you just of all, I mean, we could go a, a whole list of all the stuff that's gone on just this year. And how much do you get at just enjoy covering that part of the league? I love it. I mean, I think that's why the league is so successful today is because we um, fans have such an intimate experience with these players and this league that they actually, you know, are exposed to this petty behavior. Um, you know, like we don't get that really in the NFL because – Let me just break it down this way. Like, we can see facial expressions. We can see um, just even, like, uh, mouths word, like, uh, or words mouthed by players. With NFL, they have helmets on. So you don't really get to get that Mm -hmm. intimate kind of view of um, the personalities of these players. And so I just think, like, that basic uh, element of the game just allows us to just – um, see everything we can and then with this new social media age mm-hmm. yeah. um, and you know league pass like before you could only watch like your team's yeah, game right. and then you'd have to catch the highlights so you'd miss all these like little things you know um, like when Jared Allen like dunked on um, Lowry Markinen, you could see like Denzel Valentin's face yeah. and like yeah. someone zoomed yeah. in actually yeah. actually my boy Rob Perez zoomed in <laughs> on Denzel Valentine and then that face just went viral and it's just right. I, like I said it just um, illuminates just the like the personality of this league um, and like I don't think anything's uh, malicious you know like a good you know um face to that is is Joel Embiid like you could call him a troll and he embraces that troll Mm -hmm. but he's not doing anything um to hurt anyone he's just it's like that competitive edge and he he likes the trash talking and um you know sure he'll get under like a Carmelo or a Russell Westbrook's skin um because anyone (laughs) gets under Russell's skin and and actually anyone's getting under Melo's skin these days you know Melo's been like (laughs) he's been ready to throw down a couple times this this year um maybe it's because you know his shooting percentage is a little bit down but i don't yeah. know <laughs> or his role is it or someone it's keeps different. suggesting he yeah. needs to come off the bench but mm-hmm. i don't i don't know yeah. um but you know i uh i just i i think it's it's fun as long as it's in you know good fun yeah. then it's great for the league um you know if there's like other situations where it gets violent to get violent that's there's no yeah. place in that game uh in in, in the game for that and it's it's been fun because I've I've had friends like I have friends from 
from college who are huge college fans and are just like, well, like, the Warriors are so good and we know it's going to be the Warriors and we know it's going to be the Cavs. And like, so, like, how do you watch the NBA all year? Yeah. And it's like, well, that that is why. First of all, it's, a, it's incredible. Like, the stardom in the league right now is at, like, an incredible high. But the, the storylines that these guys create on a nightly basis just from what they say, what they tweet, is just really fun to watch. And, like, I... That's why. Plus, right, like, exactly. who doesn't like watching? And even in, you even know, if for, you were saying that they were going to meet in the finals, okay, so that's seven games. Right. What about all these other games? And look about and look about last year. I yeah. mean, we said that, and yes, they met in the finals, but okay, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double, mm-hmm. and then James Harden, oh by the way, was right on his heels. Yep. It's just you know, I I I think that's what's great. Like, here's a little thing. When you ask little kids like who they're fans of, it's no longer teams; it's right. players. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. I'm friends yeah. of uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Kyrie or I'm a fan of you know, Giannis. So it's just like I think that's good and bad. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. what the good part is um, is that you know it's just it's just showing how much interest is in certain players and these superstars and how this team this league is filled with superstars. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I like as much as I believe that the Warriors are again going to uh you know win the title this year I you know Houston and uh Warriors that series is going to be fun I want to see that I want me too I want and I also (laughs) want to see I want to see the the Thunder and the Warriors Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um and granted yes the Thunder like you know are two games like if they lose two more games and they're out of the playoffs, but like that whole bottom of the West is mm-hmm. super interesting, especially with Jimmy out now mm-hmm. yeah. um, and what Anthony Davis is doing. Um, uh, like, and then Denver, uh, like wow, out of nowhere, I know, right? you know, yeah. um, I actually have them on Wednesday against the Cavs. So I'm very interested. It's my first time I'm going to see Denver, like see what's yeah. up with Jokic because um, they're definitely under the radar. Like if the Raptors are under the radar, like, I like, the the Nuggets are buried deep yes, under yeah. the radar. So, but they have so much talent too. Maybe it's like a lot of equally like like equally good talent. Maybe yeah. nobody's yeah. like like the, you know the right. They don't have like a Giannis or yeah. whatever, but they're really good. And it'll, it'll be they're like an up and comer. That's really 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 so interesting. Being a yeah. full time sideline reporter, you mm-hmm. basically live out of a suitcase. Yeah. What's your favorite thing that you have to have in your suitcase all the time? Oh man. Um, That's a tough one. You know what's really tough, ladies listening? (laughs) Finding the the right shoes that I can make sure I'm packing in, you know, that doesn't take up all of my carry-on. I literally, like, was so mad at myself because I had two games. I had Houston and um, here uh, against the Sixers. And I had to check a bag, and I was like, <laughs> "No!" <laughs> that's like, that's like sideline reporter, like, like you never want to do that. You never want to check a bag. But I couldn't. I couldn't fit all my shoes. <laughs> this is making me sound bad. But I couldn't fit all my shoes for two games. Um, and it's also like shoot around and like you know production dinners, yada mm-hmm. yada yada. Um, other than that, uh, don't really have. Um, a must need other than like the you know my um toiletries like okay. i need my face lotion because okay, i put okay. too much damn makeup on my face yeah. and then i gotta <laughs> take it off but such as such as life i'm hoping all the guys are tuning out and all the ladies are tuning up yeah, is right. there a show this. you're watching like maybe no. someone netflix or no HBO? i don't watch it. no it's all, all prep. basketball and prep see the thing is is when you cover the entire week you're, right you're, you're constantly, constantly playing catch yeah. up so yeah. um 
Yeah, and and like fortunately, ESPN does an amazing job of sending like, you know, just email after email of uh, game info, storylines, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, research notes. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I, you know what? I I have gone through um, all of the movies. Like okay. that, you know, like on American that are on the plane. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen all of those, <laughs> um, but I put those on while I'm prepping. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than, I, I, I am not. Uh, I save my um, my binge watching for when I'm actually home. Okay, because yeah. the thing is, like you said, guys tuning out. And I hope they didn't, because I think it's been great, funny conversation. <laughs> but like, I watch you, and I remember sitting with my wife when you were at Cleveland, mm-hmm. and like the most excitement we can do, and I know this isn't great for a podcast. Like Jeremy can switch his tie up, but the suits stay the same. Yeah. You had on like a, a green, like jean, like jacket, uh. and your hair was up a little bit. Yep, yep. I feel like there's just more that you can do. I don't know, but and that's like, a little bit more annoying. Like I wish I could just throw the one, one suit, <laughs> yeah. change up my my right. tie and yep. my shirt and be done with it no yeah. I have to think I gotta think about all this other stuff um, but that's okay because I like it and um, you know it's uh, it's while I can do it <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, um, make sure I can change up my look I'll do it okay you're from Chicago mm-hmm. I used to live in Chicago Rogers Park right ah, below Town stand yeah, up yeah I live right on Lunt uh, Lunt Avenue and Sheridan or uh, yeah Sheridan What's mm-hmm. up with Northwestern? What do you mean this up in Northwestern? We are a fine Basketball. journalism <laughs> program. We are always stellar in the <laughs> academics. Last That's year it. was like cloud nine. Yeah, I mean, but that was the first time, my friend. True, true. Yeah. Um, like first time ever. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever. So I don't know, you know. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. We are a fine journalism um, program, <laughs> and um, a great, a great we grind out. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, a great gym. Journalist, I think the students <laughs> get to play in. I mean, it's like right on the beach. I remember going there. Yeah, once no, it's be- I actually it's like grew up amazing. in Evanston, yeah, so, so. Um, I was a townie. It's a little bit of like a note about me is that I didn't really like uh dive into my northwestern experience i lived mm-hmm. at home yeah and like i was that i was that person left with all the other kids from my high school who like didn't go to college <laughs> and nice. so like that's what nice. my crew that's what my crew was <laughs> yeah. at northwestern okay <laughs> so yeah. i mean i didn't really like i i was part of the northwestern like uh, news network and our mm-hmm. you know our, yeah. our sports uh production group there but um you I went really, to the townie bars. Yeah, yeah no, I went yeah. to. I, I worked full time <laughs> okay. uh, because Northwestern is expensive, <laughs> um, and I lived at home. And um, yeah, but I, I, I cannot thank Northwestern enough. I mean, I got my first job out of school because of the two jobs because of the Northwestern job fair. So, I, like, wow, I know. That's cool. Yeah. It's one of my favorite campuses and it's towns. It's beautiful. Like, probably, probably the second best journalism school in the country. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Cuse? What are you, Orange? Syracuse is that? Or Mizzou. Like Sometimes Mizzou notice? sneaks up on people like, oh, we're the best. Um, but, but my last real question for you, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. You have, you've interviewed a lot of cool people over your career. Is there anyone that would maybe you haven't interviewed but some or someone that you have that still gives you sort of butterflies that sort of like this person sitting courtside, your producer wants you to get an interview and you still would sort of maybe it's not overwhelming, but it's like, wow, I can't believe I'm about to interview this person. Um, no athletes 
Um, I don't really get starstruck by, I don't know, I think it's just like a yeah. computer chip in my head. It's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not, you know. But I still, you know, celebrities are different. Like, right. I just hosted the celebrity game. Right. And, oh, yeah. um, that's right. That's right. It's, it, they're, they're different because they're so, like, we think athletes have to deal with media all the time. But, yeah. like, we're not prying into their personal lives as mm-hmm. much. Um, so... You know, having to deal with like a Justin Bieber or mm-hmm. a Jamie Foxx. It's not that I'm getting butterflies. It's just yeah. I'm nervous as to how, like, how they're yeah. going to react or what. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my questioning, like I'm, <laughs> I find it a lot harder to interview yeah. celebrities than it does than it is for me to interview um, athletes because I know where to go. I'm I, I'm staying in my lane with with athletes, but I don't know what to ask <laughs> celebrities yeah. Yeah. that pertains to you know the audience I'm trying to to reach. Um, I think. Maybe I would get butterflies with like Beyonce, Rihanna, or my wow. number one J Lo. <laughs> um, anyone, one, anyone who knows me really well knows that J Lo is my um, ride or die. Okay. She's my fashion. She's 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 who I look to for my fashion. Okay, so when you're <laughs> it's funny to be like, yeah, we talk about that. Yeah. So other than that, um, yeah, and I think like if I ever met like um, uh, Barack Obama, I think that like I would just. Actually, I did interview him way, way back in the day oh, cool. when um, when he was running for president, and uh, I was a news reporter for Quincy, Illinois, WGEM. Wow! Um, and uh, back. he way back, <laughs> way back. But it was really just like a passing by. Like I was in a scrum, and I just like kind of put my mic out as he was okay. walking by, and I was. Don't really know what I asked him. So it, when I said I talked to him, it was really just I had my okay. mic in his vicinity. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. And the last one, the last one from me. You, you brought up Rob Perez earlier. Mm-hmm. You guys collaborate on a show called Buckets. Yep. And it's been really fun to watch. I think it's Thank really you. cool. It's a great idea, and it's like a, it's a good like different take on the NBA, which I think is important because we just talked about how mm-hmm. like how fun the NBA is off the mm-hmm. floor. Obviously, it's awesome to watch it on the floor, but you guys kind of cover a whole bunch of cool topics and so just wanted to make sure we plug that and also Thank get your you. take on the show and where people can find it and yeah all that stuff so um buckets i don't know if um all the listeners are familiar with rob perez aka worldwide wob on twitter and <laughs> if you follow. don't Gates follow Twitter. him follow. if you don't follow him yeah. get your life together yeah. um <laughs> And you know what he is is he's like a walking representation of NBA Twitter, which yep. is a big reason for the league's popularity, in my opinion. It mm-hmm. it, it brings um, that personality, those storylines that we were talking about earlier, to life. And I, that's exactly what we've tried to do with our show: is to bring um, you know people's timelines on a nightly basis to life. I mean, Rob has no life he (laughs) does this for you guys he you know he's dying for your all of our sins uh he basically on a night-to-night basis sits in his apartment has multiple screens up and is just like grabbing little things that nobody else sees yeah um so i'm supposed to be his mouthpiece (laughs) of whatever kind of crazy he uh comes up with and you know we just we just have fun and we're not trying to like break down the game we're really just trying to break down fans view of the game so mm-hmm. you can um catch it on youtube um we put on either of our um 
Twitter accounts, uh, through Cycle. It's distributed through ESPN, um, their Twitter account. So it's 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 fun. We um, we're having we're gonna have a big announcement coming up soon, um, heading into the playoffs. So um, look out for that. Cool, cool, okay. excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Cassidy. You can catch her on ESPN. She'll be doing a game tonight and flying somewhere all over the place. <laughs> yeah. uh, we really appreciate you giving us some time. No problem, uh, guys. Hope Wiz Kids, you enjoy listening to this podcast. For Jeremy Hyman, Chris Gehring, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now.